Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hi, everyone. I'm CNN correspondent Pete Montine in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. One of the biggest priorities for the Biden administration right now is the president's big infrastructure plan. So instead of just talking about infrastructure, let's get about the business of actually rebuilding roads and highways, filling the sidewalks and cracks, installing streetlights and high-speed internet, creating space, space to live and work and play safely. In fact, for the past few months, so much of what we've been hearing about in Washington has been about infrastructure negotiations. President Biden will now turn his focus to building support for that bill. Both sides far apart on that, but there is talk uh, of compromise on perhaps something smaller. Infrastructure talks have collapsed between the president and Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito. But right now, those talks don't seem to be going anywhere as the country's infrastructure keeps crumbling. So today, we're going to look at what's actually happening to the nation's infrastructure, how one bridge in Memphis is a perfect example of the impact failing infrastructure can have, and what Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg thinks can be done to fix it. First, let's talk about the state of America's traditional infrastructure, things like bridges, roads, ports, and railways. Back in March of this year, the American Society of Civil Engineers released a report on infrastructure and gave the United States a grade of C-. While that sounds like a bad grade, and advocates say it is, this was actually a bit of an improvement. This is the first time the nation's infrastructure has scored better than a D in 20 years. But that slight improvement does not mean the need is not dire. The United States was evaluated on 17 major categories, including aviation, roads, bridges, drinking water, energy, and schools. 11 of the 17 categories received grades in the D range. The report called this, quote, a clear signal that our overdue bill on infrastructure is a long way from being paid off. Paying that bill is exactly the sticking point in Congress, and on the ground, experts say there is little time to waste. This is the former president of the American Society of Civil Engineers, Andy Herman. I don't think they really understand the magnitude. We've looked at it from an economic standpoint. Over the next 20 years, we look to lose $10 trillion in gross domestic product. Three million people could lose their jobs. It is clearly a huge problem. But to truly get a sense of how bad off the nation's infrastructure really is, I traveled this week to a city where there's a symbol for what's wrong, Memphis, Tennessee. Everybody in Memphis knows just how critical the Hernando de Soto Bridge is to this area. 60,000 cars drive over it every day. Around here, it's known simply as the I-40 Bridge or the New Bridge, even though it's 48 years old. The critical issue with the I-40 bridge is a crack in the 900-foot steel beam discovered during an inspection back in May. The issue was so serious that inspectors called 911 to clear everyone off the bridge immediately. The bridge between Arkansas and Tennessee is eerily silent right now, closed to traffic in both directions, and it's unclear when it will reopen. But this one bridge has created a domino effect for the businesses and those who live nearby. 
It really serves as a microcosm for a larger issue that the Biden administration says could be fixed and improved by its infrastructure plan. I-40 runs all the way from North Carolina to California, and in the middle is Memphis, one of the logistics hubs of America. In addition to all the trucks, there are barges on the Mississippi River, freight railroads, and the FedEx Superhub at the airport, all making Memphis a city that joins east and west by air, water, road, and rail. From a transportation logistics perspective, this country doesn't work without Memphis, Tennessee. That's Bill Donovan. His logistics firm has been hauling goods for generations. The state of the DeSoto Bridge not only hurts businesses like his, it affects everyday people, too. The morning rush in Memphis is now a nightmare. Commuters and commercial vehicles who would normally take Interstate 40 each day are now crammed on a nearby Interstate 55. Trucker Clifton Huey says his usual half-hour route to the Union Pacific Rail Yard now can take up to three hours one way. It's even impacting his pay since he's paid by the mile, not the hour. And for Huey, the problem is all political. That's what's wrong with the world. Everything's political. I don't care where you get it. Let's get it done. Andy Herman echoed the same message, saying that traditional infrastructure is overdue for an overhaul. It shouldn't be a political battle. It should be something we just invest in to make our lives better. So you have to wonder, what can really be done to fix this gridlock in Washington? Once again, Andy Herman. I'm a little hopeful this time, but I've been to infrastructure weeks in the past, and I'm hoping this time we're actually going to make the investment we need. Now, I wasn't the only one to take a look at this bridge last week. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg also toured the I-40 bridge. He's been one of the main players trying to broker bipartisanship in Washington around infrastructure. And so I asked him, what are the chances of some kind of action? Well, I think this is the area where I hope there's the most consensus. We can debate some of the different dimensions of what needs to be done, but there should be no question that if America wants to remain the leading country in the world, we've got to have first-rate infrastructure. And yes, that definitely includes bridges like the one that we're looking at today. But this week, one set of bipartisan talks broke down. And while more are ongoing, prospects are looking bleak. It is important to note that the Biden infrastructure plan is much more than traditional infrastructure. But one thing is clear, especially to those stuck on the highway in Memphis. We depend on infrastructure throughout our daily lives, a reason Buttigieg insists this issue is worth investing in. You know, I think this is just a a reminder of how much we depend on these assets and uh, a reminder that it costs money (laughs) to to look after these things. But if you ever find yourself wondering, can we afford a big investment in the future of infrastructure? Just remember what happens if one of those critical assets is not available. So as Democrats and Republicans go back and forth about the size and priorities of a potential infrastructure bill, one crack in the infrastructure, like in Memphis— could cause big financial consequences across the country. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer and Haley Thomas is the senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutessa, Emmanuel Johnson, and engineered by Francisco Monroy and Dan DeZula. I'm Pete Montine. David Chalian will be back on Monday.